God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So would you prefer a life of significance or a life of meaninglessness? Well, that's, you know, to ask is, is to answer that question. All of us want a life of significance. We want a life that means something. So you have to ask yourself and yourself a question or, or give yourself a challenge. Name the great person in the Bible who you can account for apart from God. And the truth is you cannot do that. We read of a lot of mighty people in the Bible, people who did great things. But these great people are the result of a great God. The, the, the Bible is a book of absurdities if there is no God. So, for instance, in 2 Samuel 23, we read about a mighty man. His name was David, uh, a great man, uh, David. In verse 1, th- these are the last words of David, we're told, in verse 1. And then in verse, verse 8, we say, th- the Bible says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. So David, in verse 1, was a son, he was a man, he was a king, he was the psalmist of Israel. And then you read about his mighty men, a great man who had mighty men. Now, the Bible is full of absurdities if there is no God. If there is a God, that accounts for the great people of whom we read in the Bible. The Bible is a book of miracles. You cannot explain the Bible apart from God. If there is a God, then this is exactly what you might expect to read about. If there is no God, then does not matter in the first place? So, verse 8, for example, talks about David's mighty men. It speaks of a man who lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Now, that's not possible. It's not even likely. Uh, This is one of many what we might call soft miracles. In other words, we don't think of, this is not a very familiar story, it takes one sentence in the Bible. But there are so many times where you read of things that are absolutely impossible to explain apart from a living God. I mean, try to imagine uh, one man besting 800. Well, that's miraculous. How did this happen? What was the, What were the means that God used? I don't know. We don't read of it here, but this was obviously either ridiculous or an act of God. It was miraculous. There are other times that you read of people like Jonathan and his armor bearer, who uh, defeated great odds. I think uh, there was a lot of strategy involved in, in the story of Jonathan. But nonetheless, it was an act of God. It's a story of God's great working. So you cannot think of any great people in the Bible apart from a great God. And so the measure of your might is how much of God it takes to explain you and to understand you. Now the question is, how how much of God does it take to explain you or to understand you? Are you merely a person of accomplishment in some way or are, are you a person measured by your relationship with God? Think about your words. In verse 1, the Bible says, Now these be the last words of David. And then in verse 2, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. So David was a man whose words, at least the ones we find in Scripture, can be explained by God Almighty. Does that describe you? Can Can your words be explained other than that there's a God who governs and animates what you say? You know, left to my own devices, I say the wrong things at the wrong time to the wrong people. But if God is controlling and animating my speech and my words, then what a difference that makes. The measure of your might is how much of God it takes to explain and understand you. 
What about your actions? On two occasions, in verses 10 and 12, the Bible again speaks of some of David's mighty men who had victory against great odds. In one case, there was a great uh, enemy, and the Bible says that one of David's mighty men arose, and again, a, a great enemy, a troop against uh, this man, and he stood. And in both cases, the Bible says they gained victory, and in both cases, the, the summary of it is, and the Lord wrought or worked a great victory. So did, did God defeat the enemy, or did one of David's mighty men? Well, the answer is God did the victory, but he did it through one of these men. So how many of your actions can be explained apart from the governance and the, the, the power and the leading of God Almighty? Your, your words, your actions. What about your attitudes? In verse 16, there's the story of David longing for the water that, that uh, came from the well at Bethlehem. Well, that well was um, in hold by the Philistines. They, they were in charge at the moment. And so some of David's men heard him longing for the water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. And they snuck down. They broke through the host of Israel. They drew out water. And they brought it back to David. I mean, talk about courage. Talk about bravery. And what did David do when he got that precious water? The Bible says, Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. David did not feel entitled. David did not feel like, I'm the king, you're just my men, or I'm the leader, you're just my men. No, David was a man who realized that, that um, he had much for which to be grateful, and his attitude was an indication of his acknowledging of God. He poured it out unto the Lord. Look, ultimately, the Bible is not a book of absurdities. It is a book of God. I want to live a life for God, not a life of absurdity. I want a life of greatness in the sense that I'm doing what God made me to do. I do not want to live a life of futility. So let God animate your life today. Be willing, be obedient for him to guide your words, your actions, and your attitudes because the measure of your might is how much of God it takes to explain and understand you.